concern would be um, measuring whatever the perceived danger is by vaccine, and we've had plenty of that over a period of time, versus what the risk to public health is, and you have to have that balance. From WNYC and New Jersey Public Radio, it's the Christie Tracker. I pick my words very carefully. you got to be one arrogant SOB. Did I say on topic? Are you, are you stupid? On topic. On topic. Next question. Now we got some action. I'm David First, here once again with our experts on all things Chris Christie, Matt Katz, who covers the governor for WNYC and New Jersey Public Radio, and Tom Moran, editorial page editor for The Star-Ledger. And, uh, oh, what a difference a few days can make. Just last Friday, Chris Christie gets the news that Mitt Romney was not going to pursue another presidential run. Christie then headed for London on a trade mission with plans to meet with Prime Minister David Cameron and the promise of perhaps some good publicity back home. Then things went off script. A New York Times article comes out while he's staying in a fancy London hotel, going into excruciating detail on the governor's expensive tastes. There's a lot of coverage on his travel expenses and how they're paid. And uh, the wave of bad press all began with a comment about vaccinations. In London, the governor is asked about the measles outbreak in the United States and whether, in light of the outbreak, American children should be vaccinated. His response? All I can say is that uh, we vaccinate ours. And so, you know, that's the the best uh, expression I can give you my opinion. You know, it's much more important, I think, what you think as a parent than what you think um, as a public official. And that's what we do. Um, But I also understand that parents need to have some measure of choice in things as well. So that's the balance that the government has to decide. But I can just tell people from our perspective, uh, Mary Pat and I have had our children vaccinated, and we think it's an important part of making sure we protect their health and the public health. Governor Christie responding to a question from MSNBC's Casey Hunt, uh, and then the Internet exploded. Tom, his initial response that parents need to have some measure of choice sparked immediate outcry. Well, the anti-vaccine movement, uh, especially with regards to the measles outbreak in 14 states that we're dealing with now, is based on a 1998 study that has been not just questioned, but found to be fraudulent. I mean, a public leader, I would think, has to point that out to people, as Obama did, to say, look, the science on this is solid. Get your kid immunized. And I think Christie opened the door to the anti-vaccine crowd, whom he courted in 2009 as well. And it's, I think, will be seen by most people as uh, extraordinarily irresponsible. Even though he tried to walk it back, I think he left himself some wiggle room here because he never said outright that the measles vaccine should be required as he tried to do some damage control over this. He said we should take a look at which diseases should be required and which shouldn't. But he dodged the question of whether measles should be required, even though he said that parents should get their children vaccinated with measles. He seems to be wanting to thread this needle between those who believe that parents should have more control over the choices that they make about their children. And I think that extends from vaccines to Common Core, the educational mandates, In 2009, he wrote a letter where he addressed this and he said, I'll just read you the excerpt here. I've met with families affected by autism from across the state and have been struck by their incredible grace and courage. Many of these families have expressed concern over New Jersey's highest in the nation vaccine mandates. 
I stand with them now and will stand with them as their governor in their fight for greater parental involvement in vaccination decisions that affect their children. Again, he's not saying here even that the government shouldn't mandate vaccines, but there is a door opening here. I mean, it is a uh, looser perspective on government's role in mandating vaccines than what the government has said previously, what Obama has said, and what Um, medical experts, or at least a good deal of them, say. That strikes me as a little charitable, to be honest, Matt. I mean, we're dealing with a public health crisis in 14 states. This is out of the box. He was asked specifically about measles, and he responded that I'm going to get my kids, but parents should have some choice here. To me, that's just irresponsible. Yeah, I know. I'm not not disagreeing with that. I mean, I'm just saying the sort of looser um, look at this is something he's espoused since his first run for office in 2009, which means that this not may not necessarily be a flop. It might be reflective of what he believes, even if what he believes is contrary to you know the uh, conventional wisdom on this. Uh, he seems to believe that the, the anti-vaccination crowd ha- might have a point here. I think he was trying to win favor among a crowd that is really off on a wild tangent and it's going to hurt him. It was a not as much a calculation as a miscalculation. Coming up next, we have more on the fallout from the governor's London visit, where aside from generating controversy, he met with Prime Minister David Cameron and took in a football match. This is the Christy Tracker Podcast. I'm David First. Measles is preventable. I understand that there are families that in some cases are concerned about the effect of vaccinations. President Obama speaking on NBC's Today Show. We've looked at this again and again. There is every reason to get vaccinated. There aren't reasons to not. This is the Christy Tracker Podcast. We're here with the Star Ledger's Tom Moran and New Jersey Public Radio's Matt Katz. So while the governor's office is still dealing with the aftermath of the vaccination comments, the New York Times runs an article detailing Governor Christie's very expensive travel habits, including juicy tidbits on how King Abdullah of Jordan paid for Christie and family members and aides to stay at a luxury hotel racking up a $30,000 price tag. Some pretty jaw-dropping figures in this piece. Uh, One of the reporters who worked on the article, Kate Zernike, spoke on WNYC this week. So if he were a senator or a president, which is the job he wants to be, we want to have, um, this would be absolutely forbidden by campaign finance law. New Jersey law, or an executive order signed by the governor in 2010, allows foreign governments to pay the governor's travel and related expenses. So I guess he could say that the hotel rooms are related expenses, but he certainly, you know, you question how he could justify the King of Jordan paying for these three uh, parties and receptions that he had with Bono of you 2 Matt, we have known about Governor Christie's expensive tastes for a long time now. His uh, travel expenses have gotten him into hot water before. What is new here and, and how damaging do you think this report will be? It's pretty damaging in that it just portrays a image of the governor that is not going to appeal to you know, your regular Joe out there. What's new here is the travel from his governor years. We've long known that travel was something of an Achilles heel to the governor. He was cited for overspending when he was U.S. attorney on travel, and that is reiterated in this story. But it's connected to the way he's traveled as governor, and much of that is new. So we find out that Sheldon Adelson, who's a Republican kingmaker, billionaire casino owner, and a very significant significant supporter of Israel and Republican causes, paid for Christie to have a private plane 
which included his own bedroom when the governor went to Israel on an official government trade mission uh, a couple of years ago. We found out that the king of Jordan, of all people, on that same trip footed a $30,000 bill for hotels when he stopped in Jordan on the way home from Israel. This is a really jaw-dropping, I don't know if there's anything illegal here at all. Um, uh, I'm not sure if New Jersey ethics code even covers this sort of thing. It's just just the optics of it are really pretty, pretty poor. The immediate concern is that donors start freaking out about this, that uh, uh, donors trying to figure out if they were going to back Jeb Bush or Chris Christie, and then they read this story in the New York Times, and they're not necessarily, um, you know, offended by it that this guy likes private jets. They just might worry that this is going to pose a problem for him vis-a-vis the media and your blue-collar voters. All right, let's get some more of the details. Once again, here's uh, Kate Zernike on WNYC talking about the governor's trip to Israel in 2012. He and his family had a private helicopter tour of Israel's narrow waistline. Um, They stay in these luxurious hotels, again, where suites are, you know, $5,000 a night. And they don't just, it's not just the hotels. They take over conference rooms because he brings a rather large entourage with him. Those hotel conference rooms are then laid out with, with food for aides and reporters and all the people who travel with him. And that's all paid for by, or in many cases, it's paid for by a group called Choose New Jersey. Choose New Jersey. Now, this is the same group paying for the bulk of the London trade mission. The Record newspaper ran a detailed report about the group this week and, and how this arrangement sidesteps New Jersey's pay-to-play laws. Matt, can you tell us how this works and tell us more about this group? This is a nonprofit group, but it is closely affiliated with the state of New Jersey. One of Christie's closest aides who has been with him since the U.S. Attorney's Office, a woman by the name of Michelle Brown, uh, just went from the head of the Economic Development Authority. She just left that position where she was making $225,000. It's uh, one of the highest salaries in state government next to, like, you know, the Rutgers football coach. And she just doubled her salary by going to this nonprofit Choose New Jersey. She'll be making $450,000. And her job here is somewhat similar to the Economic Development Authority, at least ostensibly. I mean, it's about partnerships with corporations for the betterment of the New Jersey economy. And its intention is to woo companies from around the country and the globe to move to New Jersey. So this group is paying for the governor's trip, just like the group has paid for his three previous international trips. Now, this group is funded by corporations with a presence in New Jersey entirely. So the record report analyzed those corporations and found that they send lobbyists regularly to Trenton to advance their business interests, including to the governor himself, that many of them have gotten tax breaks from the Economic Development Authority that uh, Michelle Brown, now the head of Choose New Jersey, used to run. These corporations, because of the business they do with the state, are forbidden by state law from contributing to the governor's campaign, but they're able to contribute to pay for trips like this. Now, this model isn't necessarily unusual. The governor's office would say, hey, you know, tax dollars are not being used. This is nonprofit and and corporate interests who are all have the same goal in mind as the governor. And that's why they're paying for this. But ethics watchdogs, it sets off a ton of alarms. So just to walk this back a little bit, uh, these are firms that do business with New Jersey, businesses that are prevented 
by the state's pay-to-play laws from making political donations to the governor. But this is a different arrangement here. They can donate to this uh, nonprofit that uh, is funding the governor's travel. Uh, Please don't laugh at me, but is this ethical, Tom? I don't think so. It's clearly an end run around the pay-to-play laws in New Jersey. And it's not just companies that got tax breaks. It's it's utilities whose rates are set by government-regulated agencies and companies that have big contracts. And almost all of them have lobbyists in Trenton, which shows that they do have a lot of business with the governor. Uh, on the other hand, this is also a bipartisan tradition, so it's not as though Christie's doing something that other governors don't. Utilities can uh, make political donations, so this is an opportunity for them to support the governor in a way and to support, they would say, the state of New Jersey. There's also lobbyists who are actually on the board of this group. I mean, it is it is essentially a – it's almost like um, a professional organization of – Lobbyists. Okay, Matt, uh, you get one question with the governor. You're the first one to agree to Governor Christie when he steps off the flight to back from London. He puts his arm around you and says, Matt, what is it that you really want to know? Uh, governor, <laughs> governor, would you officially announce your candidacy for president if the U.S. Attorney's Office is still investigating your administration? In other words, if Bridgegate is still hanging out there and the possibility of indictments are still hanging out there, would you... Regardless, go ahead and announce your candidacy with a big rally and pretend as if there's nothing amiss. Okay, good luck with that question, Matt. To Tom, what, what would you ask the governor? I guess I'd ask, New Jersey has one of the slowest job growth rates in the country under your leadership. The credit rating has dropped repeatedly and is now second lowest in the country. What is your signature achievement that qualifies you to be president? Okay. All right. Making friends uh, with the governor coming off the flight there. Tom Moran, editorial page editor for the Star-Ledger, and Matt Katz, reporter for WNYC. New Jersey Public Radio also runs the Christie Tracker website. See you next week. Thanks, guys. See ya. Okay. Take it easy, guys. The Christie Tracker podcast is a production of WNYC and New Jersey Public Radio. Thanks to Executive Vice President Dean Capello, Vice Presidents Chris Bannon and Jim Schachter, and New Jersey Public Radio Managing Editor Nancy Solomon. Our theme music is by 29-Hour Music People. You can subscribe to the Christie Tracker podcast on iTunes, and you can follow Matt Katz on Twitter at MattKatz00, that's Matt, K-A-T-Z, or you can follow Tom Moran at Tom A. Moran. I'm David First. Till next week. This is the crap I have to hear. (laughs) This is for real.